Manchester United are now second in the table, level on points with Liverpool with a game in hand who couldn't overcome Southampton and lost at the weekend. City's team rolled over Chelsea in the game week and Arsenal are possibly back. Maybe. We're looking ahead to blank game week 18 in this episode. Very late to pod this week due to work, family and to some extent, waiting to have a more clearer composition of the game week, which we now know may see the Villas first match gone from the blank game week 18, so that would really disrupt planning for a lot of FPL managers this week. Having said that, I'm very happy to be back to record this episode. And for me personally, FPL and doing the podcast is a good distraction to what has been going on what with the pandemic and potential lockdown here in Malaysia. So a quick look back at my game week 17. I ended the week with 63 points above the average, but my rank only moved very slightly, just 300 rank nudge up to 893,170. Um, I'm thankful it was not a red arrow, so that's the positive thing I'm going to take from game week 17. I had more player blanks than I have holes this week, um, but I did manage a Bruno Fernandes captain return. But other than that, there was nothing much to shout about. Players who caught the eye in game week 17, Darsnell Trio, Kieran Tierney, Bukayo Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe. A goal and an assist from Tierney. Um, Saka also returned a goal. And Smith-Rowe came out with an assist for Lacazette. A very timely return of form for Arsenal. And I expect one or two will feature in a lot of free hit squads for the blank. Thomas Suchek with 11 points. And the winner for West Ham against Everton. His second goal in three matches. And he's starting to become a very handy FPL asset to own. Costing only 5.2 million. Romain says also scored his second in three matches for Wolves. Um, and I also think he would be making his way into a lot of free hit teams this week. And finally, a lot of chatter on Twitter about Gunogan as an option uh, for the second or third City attacker uh, spot for Blank Gaming 18. Three goals in his last four and I must say I am tem- tempted myself. But I feel when it comes to the deadline, I probably won't pull the trigger on Gunungan this week. Wanker of the week. A clear winner again this week, although I was a bit surprised that James Justin did not get the most votes. Um, after losing that clean sheet against Newcastle, no thanks to him giving away that free kick from which Andy Carroll scored. Justin earned himself a yellow card and went from 9 points to just 1 point. Um, seems like most are more frustrated Traded with this wanker of the week with 62% of the votes. Your wanker of the week, as voted by you, is Mohamed Salah. A third consecutive blank for him in game week 17 and he is one of, if not the most captain player this week. So a round of applause to Mo Salah as he joins the wanker of the week family in game week 17. I also have the results of the wanker of the season so far, who is the wanker of the half season. Uh, votes started off as a very close race between two popular wankers, but in the end, it was a clear win for the winner. To recap, the nominees are Obamayang, Martial, Timo Werner, and Kai Havertz. Coming in fourth with 4.2% of the votes is Anthony Marshall. His season started with a red card just three game weeks into the season. 
but has recently seen a steady return of FPL points. So I guess finishing fourth is a fair result for him. In third, with 6.3% of the votes, is Chelsea new boy Kai Havertz. Only 40 points this season and just one goal and three assists to show for. So we've come to the final two. Uh, the wanker of the season so far between Timo Werner and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And the winner with 50% of the votes is with one goal in his last eight, only three goals this season. And the highlight of his season being an own goal against Burnley. Yes, you guessed it, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. So congratulations to Aubameyang, the winner of the inaugural, wanker of the season so far and clear winner if I may say so. A special wanker card awaits you and let's hope for your sake your season gets better from this point forward. Moving on to the top 5 key players of the week. Bruno Fernandes is definitely one that you just cannot not own for Game Week 18, especially if you're on a free hit. If you don't own him and not bring him in on a free hit, what are you doing? I mean, he's going to be one of the popular captains this week. Among players playing in Game Week 18, Fernandez is the highest FPL point earner in the last five with 47 points, uh, which saw him return four goals and provide three assists. He is second for attempted assists in that group and only Jack Grealish has had more in that period. There's no doubting his quality and ability to conjure something out of nothing, even when he's not playing well or even when United are not playing well. This was evident in the last match against Wolves, where he came out with an assist late in stoppage time by producing a glorious pass to Marcus Rashford for the winner. United have not lost to Burnley at Turf Moor since 2009 and despite never scoring more than two goals there in the Premier League, it shouldn't turn you off from Fernandes. On current form, he could easily have a hand in all the goals scored by United this week. Staying with Manchester United, um, if you're thinking of going for two United assets this week, Marcus Rashford should be high on your list. Nine shots on target in the last five, which is equal with his teammate Martial. And only El Ghazi has had more among players playing in Game Week 18. Rashford has somewhat picked up form in the last few game weeks and have returned four goals in the last five. His 18 shots during that period is bettered only by El Ghazi and Watkins, but as we all know, that is probably a misleading stats, as Watkins has produced zero goals in that period, so that stat actually favours Rashford. Rashford for me has not looked at his best this season, but does come out with moments of brilliance and despite his sporadic returns, is the sixth highest midfielder in the game ahead of Mane, Kevin De Bruyne and Raheem Sterling. Speaking of De Bruyne, his goal and assist against Chelsea was a timely reminder of his quality and befitting ahead of Game Week 18. Together with Fernandez, he should be in everyone's uh, Game Week 18 team. And if he isn't, are you even playing this game right? De Bruyne was deployed as a false nine against Chelsea and definitely did not look out of sorts. He did miss a glaring chance in the first half, but his overall play was still outstanding. He produced 16 shots in the last five and five of them have been on target. Currently third for attempted assists this season and despite City not being at their best, De Bruyne has provided eight assists this season, the third highest in the league and only Grealish and Kane has had more. City have won their last six meetings with Brighton, three of those at home, and De Bruyne himself has had a goal and an assist in three starts against Brighton 
both coming last season. Raheem Sterling is only 5.7% owned and is likely to be favourite to fill that second spot should you consider doubling up on City assets. Um, Sterling has attempted 10 assists in the last 5 game weeks, uh, which is the 4th highest among players playing in game week 18. He has produced a goal and 3 assists in that period, with only Anthony Marshall getting more. And despite uh, possible doubts uh, of his starting place, he has actually started as many games as KDB this season, so I would say he is pretty much uh, nailed on for that starting berth in the City team. Um, he did not really look that sharp in that match against uh, Chelsea, uh, with his only notable involvement the assist for Kevin De Bruyne's goal. But I would like to think that he should be more involved against Brighton, who are currently the fourth worst defence in the league. Sterling has had four goals and one assist in four starts against Brighton, and this includes a hat-trick in the last meeting last season. Um, City do look like they're beginning to tick, but only time will tell whether it's a false positive, um, similar to the Burnley game where they scored five and then flattered to deceive right after. It's not often that I feature... Um, no, I'm lying. I have never featured an Arsenal player in my top five in the podcast this season, so Kieran Tierney breaks that run this week. Uh, Tierney has had one goal and two assists in the last five, uh, that goal being a brilliant individual effort against West Brom, gliding through that defence to curl a sweet strike in the top corner. He's currently a differential, but I do expect a majority will probably load him into their teams this week, uh, primarily because they are slim pickings uh, for defenders, but also because of his current form. He's the highest scoring defender among players uh, playing in Game Week 18 and has attempted 12 assists in the last five. Only Andrew Robertson has had more, mind you. Um, Arsenal face Crystal Palace, who are sixth uh, worst for shots conceded and are in the bottom five for shots on goal. So a clean sheet is a probability, but more importantly, look out for an attacking return for Tierney. You may be asking why I have not spoken or chosen any players from Spurs or Aston Villa. Um, well, with that fixture um, at risk of being postponed, I thought it's best to not discuss any players from that fixture. But having said that, Sun, Kane and Grealish are definitely in with a shout if that, if that fixture go ahead. Um, I'm actually in an unenviable uh, position of owning Sun, Grealish and Emi Martinez. And I'm not planning on doing a free hit. Um, for which I'm uh, saving for double game week 19. Um, if I include those three in my team this week, um, plus the two transfers that I'm planning to make, um, I will have 10 starting players with uh, Brewster on the bench. But should that match be postponed, um, it would mean I will end up with eight players, including Brewster's uh, one point. Uh, not an ideal scenario for me, but I'll take eight players um, and hopefully I get my captaincy right um, as well as maybe get uh, six players with FPL returns so hopefully it all works out for me. Moving on to a bonus segment I have uh, this week, uh, differentials for game week 18. For this uh, I will take ownership less than 10% as differentials um, for the purpose of this discussion. If you're on a free hit, uh, this week would be a good time to actually consider bringing in uh, a bit, uh, slightly more differentials to, into your team to complement the big hitters that you have. 
especially if you're looking to gain some ground in your mini leagues or even your overall rank. Um, personally, my take is that you shouldn't take too much risk on your free hit. You would want players uh, who have a high chance of a return to maximize your chips. And more importantly, you want to target players who actually start matches. So going for differentials uh, who are, say, like um, Fran Torres, for example, may not be the best of moves, even if City do have a good fixture against Brighton, because he is more likely to be benched than start. So it doesn't make um, sense to actually bring a player like Fran Torres in, for example. So earlier this week, I published a thread on Twitter touching on differentials for Game Week 18. And I'm going. I'm just going to run through that thread and the key points uh, I have from that thread. If you haven't read it or seen that thread, please do stay on. Um, first up, um, looking at um, the Manchester United match, um, Anthony Marshall is currently 5% owned and has produced six goal involvements in the last five game weeks after only posting one in the in the previous six. Under normal circumstances, Marshall may not be the best differentials um, for me to point out, but he has been rather involved in recent weeks for United. The only concern for me, or two, is that um, despite being afforded a lot of chances in the last five, Marshall has only, five, uh, only two goals to show. And there is also a matter of Edison Cavani, who is expect, expected to be on, in contention after serving his three-match ban. My personal opinion is that uh, Marshall is the preferred striker for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, so I would say he starts. But again, as I mentioned earlier, you want to you want to own players who is guaranteed a start on a free hit, and especially with just six games or maybe five this week. Um, if you have doubts, you should just move on to another option. But just to point out, in four games against uh, Burnley previously, Marshall has had three goals and one assist. Luke Shaw, 1.1% owned, um, 4.8 million, uh, was penciled in as one of my transfers uh, this, this week for a negative four. But recent developments uh, indicate that he may be injured and I will probably wait until the very last minute to confirm my team as I wait more news for that on that. In matches where he has started, Luke Shaw has taken corners for United, so that's very appealing for me. He's joined fourth for big chances created, Sixth for attempted assists among defenders. Um, United have only kept one clean sheet in the last five though, so you probably wouldn't consider a United defender for, for their potential clean sheet. But Shaw is looking very attacking, uh, despite not having uh, too many attacking returns this season. Um, alternatively, if Shaw is indeed confirmed out of the match against Burnley, Alex Telles is also an option. He is also on corners as well. Looking at um, Arsenal and Crystal Palace, uh, recent game weeks uh, has seen the emergence of Bukayo Saka as a possible FPL gem. Saka is 6.8% uh, owned and, and is priced at 5.2 million. To me, he still feels like a trap, but at that price point and, and also for just one game week, maybe he's worth a punt. He's 31 points in five game weeks uh, from two goals and two assists. It's just a point less uh, than Marcus Rashford and Saka is the highest point earner for assets under 5.5 million. Crystal Palace uh, have considered 12 goals in the last five, including seven versus uh, Liverpool, while Arsenal have scored 10 in that period. 
I spoke earlier about Kieran Tierney as well, and despite um, their current form, I would not consider doubling up on Arsenal defenders or even attackers if you have one of Saka or Tierney, as I believe there are better options uh, elsewhere this week. But Rob Holding would be a cheaper alternative to Tierney in defence and in midfield, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe uh, Smith at 4.4 million, who has started the last two, is an attractive pun uh, and an alternative to Saka if you wish to have to save some cash. Looking at Everton and Whoops, um, I don't expect that match to be high scoring, so I'm not planning to load my team with more than one asset from that matchup. Um, the only one that stands out for me uh, in terms of uh, being a differential is Sigurdsson. Um, he has been silently grinding out the points uh, in the last five, accumulating two goals and one assist for a total of 35 points. Um, in the last six game weeks, um, Sigurdsson has attempted 14 assists. Um, he's also on penalty kicks and is the primary set piece taker for Everton, so that's another honours to consider him. Looking at Manchester City, uh, you have Ruben Diaz, 7.8% owned, 5.8 million, uh, possibly one of two nailed uh, Manchester City defenders at the moment. Um, City defenders should offer good value option for a clean sheet against Brighton. Um, Diaz hasn't scored or provided any assists this season, but I have a feeling that would change this week. And I think this is the week that he gets on the score sheet. Uh, John Stones, 6.7% uh, owned, uh, $5 million. Um, currently looking his best at the moment and was on the score sheet in midweek um, in the semi-finals against uh, United in the Carabao Cup. I think I read somewhere that he and Diaz has seven clean sheets between them in the last eight, eight matches, conceding only one goal. Um, so that's uh, very tempting if you consider doubling up on City defence. Probably the most unappealing fixture of the game week, Newcastle United versus Sheffield United. Sheffield United are one of the worst attacking teams in the league uh, this season and because of that, maybe it's the best time to consider Newcastle defensive assets. Um, Newcastle pair Federico Fernandez and Kieran Clark are the two that I think are good punts this week given their value. Um, 4.7 million and 4.5 million respectively. Sheffield United have only scored three in the last six and only eight goals this season. So like I said, maybe this week represents the best time to punt on either one of Fernandez or Club. Questions from Twitter. Um, I have two this week. Uh, the, first from, the first one from at FPL Vigorish. His question is, how do you see Arsenal versus Palace? As dire as Palace is right now, I don't see carnage happening. Well, as I mentioned earlier, Palace have considered 12 goals in the last five. Uh, that's five in four if you discount the Liverpool goals. Um, they do not create a lot of shooting chances. And on current form, you would, you would probably expect Arsenal to be the one that brings the carnage. And I fully expect that to be the case with Arsenal winning by two or more. Um, interestingly, in the last three matches at home for Arsenal against Palace, it ended 2-2, 2-3 and 4-1. So it may end up high scoring this week, although past results is not a guarantee of future results. Do I think Arsenal will keep a clean sheet? Yes, it is very likely they would. But having said that, I wouldn't go with more than two Arsenal players because that would be akin to placing all your bets on an, on an outsider. 
when you can actually spread your bets on other picks. Question from Mohamed Hossam. Uh, Captain Bruno or De Bruyne for blank game week 18? Well, it's Bruno Fernandes for me, only because he's the only one I trust between him and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, just to share with you, after having a bad run of captaincy picks earlier this season, I've kept my armband on players who have the form, regardless of fixture, and also players that I trust and that has worked well for me so far. And personally for me, Fernandez has had the better form compared to Kevin De Bruyne in recent game weeks. Captaincy candidates for game week 18. Um, like I mentioned, uh, Bruno Fernandez first, uh, with De Bruyne a close second. Uh, those are my top two picks. Um, Sun and Kane, if their fixtures go ahead, are also an option. But Fernandez and De Bruyne are still the favourites for me. If I had to pick a third option uh, besides Sun and Kane, I'd go for Marcus Rashford or maybe Bukayo Saka for a cheeky punt. But still, um, Rashford would be the safer pick for me if you want to choose to be different. Thank you for listening. Um, game week deadline is 4.30pm UK time on Tuesday, which is Wednesday 12.30am here in Malaysia. So don't forget to confirm your teams before that. As always, please follow the pod on Twitter and YouTube. I'll be putting up videos on YouTube as well based on this podcast. If you enjoy listening, do share the podcast and good luck for the game week. May your arrows be green and points be in the hundreds. Cheers! <laughs>